Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. This is Full Swing Tonight with Get a Grip and Scratch. I'm Shane Bacon. That is Claire Rogers from Golf.com. Claire, how are you? I am really good, Shane. How are you? Doing great. Uh, make sure you check out Claire on social at K Claire Rogers. Check out all her writing, including the Rogers Report at golf.com. This is episode six of Full Swing on Netflix. Don't get bitter, get better. Claire, th- this was my favorite episode. This was, uh, I mean, I liked Tony Finau as much as the next person. I love Tony Finau after this experience with him. I know this was a bit of a Tony Finau Colin Morikawa episode, but it felt way more like a Tony Finau episode. And, you know, there was emotion in it. Um, Mm -hmm. He got emotional a few times, a lot of family involvement. I felt a lot of myself in the way he spoke on certain things we'll get into, but I just, I loved every second of it. It was, it was two thumbs up all the way across. Could not agree more. And before we get into it, there are two very important things you need to know about me, Shane. Okay. One is that Cheaper by the Dozen is my favorite movie of all time. Okay. And Tony Finau is golf's version of, you know, Tom Baker, who is played by Steve Martin. Like this was Cheaper by the Dozen in golf form. And I'm one of five. So I love seeing big families come together. I think it's so fun. Every family is so different. And um, but I just think having five kids in the Finau family, that was something I could heavily identify with. And I love them. As much as I love Tony, I think I love Lena more though. Oh, I mean, she seems lovely. His dad seems great. The kids seem pretty obedient and good young kids. Uh, just all across the board, the Finals are doing it right. Uh, you know, the episode started out, it was it was a bit of Tony and Colin Morikawa talking about Tiger Woods and the influence of Tiger Woods. And recently, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, relatively live to when we recorded this recently at the Genesis Invitational, Frank Nabilo said something on the broadcast that I really liked. He said, you know, we talk so much about growing the game. And he said the three people that have grown the game that have truly grown the game are Arnold Palmer, Seve, and Tiger Woods. And when you watch the first five, 10 minutes of this episode, the Tiger Woods part of this, we know how much he did for the game of golf in terms of blowing it up and bringing money to the sport and, you know, making it so much cooler to play golf. But in terms of players like Tony Finau and Colin Morikawa saying, you know, we watched Tiger do this and Tony saying Tiger looked like I looked and he won the Masters in 97. And then all of a sudden I felt like I should play golf. You really get that feeling of how important Tiger was to so many young people at that time when he burst on the scene and became so dominant. Totally. The Tony thing was very special. I also think you could ask anyone on this show why they play golf and the answer would be Tiger Woods which is crazy to think about just the influence all the way across. And then I just feel so lucky that, oh my gosh, I was at Riviera last week and I got to see him in person. It's so crazy. But um, yeah. And then what did Sean Foley say that Colin Morikawa is the extension of the success of Tiger Woods. Love that. And, yep. Which is, yeah, it's crazy. It is just insane that this Tiger effect that we see is not just people following him on the course and people caring so much. It's rooted deep within these players who are currently on top. Yeah, Morikawa said he opened up the pathway for so many other kids that never thought golf was for them. I thought mm-hmm. that was really well said by Colin Morikawa. But, uh, you know, I mean, we we checked in on Morikawa in this episode, and I feel like we got a little bit of a feel for him, especially early into this. But this felt like, to me at least, way more about the Finau family. Uh, you know, I didn't know the story about Tony's mom and her passing away 
the day before he had his first child, tragically in a car accident. And obviously I'm still getting emotional. I didn't realize that he wore green because of his mom and Tony's dad saying, you know, this is Tony's mom, you know, encapsulated in Tony Finau. He's the same way as his mom was in the way he acts and the way he treats people and the way he goes about his business. And then it spoke to my heart, Claire, in terms of the way Tony talked about work and family balance, because he says, you know, I, you know, I'm passionate about my, my job and I want to be great at it. But obviously there's things that are way more important to me in my life. And that's making sure, A, my wife's okay after her father passed away, but just making sure that I'm doing the best for my kids. I just thought was, was well said by a guy that obviously you can tell battles with that a bit. Yeah. And I liked how he said along those lines, uh, golf is a big part of my life, but we can't mistake that in thinking it's the only part or my, my whole life. I that's, and being the kid there, as we talked in the last episode, that's hard to have your dad go away all the time. And I also think it is a really interesting conversation. We've seen Jordan Spieth. I mean, his child is, you know, a baby now, but making that decision to go on the road with your family, it must be really hard because they're homeschooled. I'm guessing that means. And now it's like, okay, they're not going to have the social upbringing that maybe kids going to the local elementary school will, but they get this awesome family experience that's once in a lifetime and they'll never forget. So I always kind of was like, why would you not do that? But it totally makes sense for the Finau family, especially because there's so many of them. Like, they'll have all the social interaction they need growing up. This was at the end of the episode, Claire, but I was dying laughing at the fact that they have to have that huge van to drive everybody yes. around in, you know, like that van that they were driving home in and they're all the kids were talking about it. He was saying hi to all of his kids. And I was laughing. It's like, you have, you have five kids. Like you, you don't even, you can't even get an SUV. Like you've got to no. get, well, you got to get something to move around. What'd you guys have as a kid? Like what would you guys cruise around in? Minivan. Okay. And was it busy? Was it packed? Yeah. So we would have, it was three in the way back, two in the second. So yeah, first row is driver and passenger, then two and then three. And we would like be elbowing. Like if you wanted that front, you wanted that second row. You didn't want to be in the way back because it's just a pain, especially if you're traveling like there, they have so much stuff. But my favorite moment, like what you said was he was roll calling each kid. Yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Them. <laughs> Make Making sure, sure they're all there. there. Right. And not a home alone situation. You didn't leave anybody <laughs> behind. Um, one of my favorite moments of this entire series to this point was them going back to the house that Tony grew up in and they still had the golf ball marks on the garage door and, mm -hmm. you know, th there are, like, I'm a dad now, and I, I understand what parents have talked about for so long about sacrifice, and I understand about, you know, you all of a sudden have this family, and you have these children, and they're your main priority, and I'm still, as a dad, so impressed by these parents that will sacrifice everything, and, you know, a kid comes to you and goes, hey, I want to play golf, and you're not a golfer, and you're not involved in the sport, and you figure out ways to put them on the correct path to potentially have success. Obviously, his dad didn't think Tony Finau was going to turn out to be Tony freaking Finau, like mm -hmm. top 10 player in the world. But just to figure it out as a parent, okay, how can we do this? Okay, I don't have enough money to buy a range pass or for them to play golf on a weekly basis. They can hit balls in the garage and we can go chip and putt because that's free. It's just such a beautiful thing to listen to parents talk about the struggles or even lack thereof of a struggle in terms of how you go about parenting. And I yeah. thought we got so much of this, not just out of Tony as a parent of five children, but out of Tony's dad as a, as a parent to Tony and his siblings as they were growing up and he was just figuring out a way to do it. Yeah, he said he, Tony is one of seven, which I didn't know. And then um, 
he kind of said, you know, we would just want to keep these kids out of trouble. And how do you do that? You keep them busy. But I thought he was funny. He said, I literally thought this has got to be the dumbest game ever. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? But hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. It's still the dumbest um, game ever. Has not changed. But it's so funny because I think we hear of, you know, Justin Thomas, his dad grew up in the game. So it made sense that he was going to play. This is a guy from Utah where it's kind of random that this is the sport he ended up playing. And, you know, when he does interviews, it's clear he really likes basketball. Um, not maybe he doesn't love it more, but that was kind of his real interest. And then golf, just he was really good at it. He said it was, this, I think, the only pathway for him because it was what he was good at. Uh, we got basketball in this episode, not Tony Finau basketball. We got a little Colin Morikawa basketball. And uh, still, uh, the the shooting has not improved much from what we saw from Dustin Johnson in the last episode. Still yeah. some bricks. Even set a Tesla alarm off, which, like, my wife has a Tesla. I didn't even know it had an alarm to be set off. And so to hear the basketball land on it, I don't know if that was, like, post-production sound. But I, I, at least, I at least enjoyed somebody else hooping and missing. I'll assign this to you. You can be on Jump Shot Watch for the okay. rest of the- I, I don't you. mean, how many more are we going to have? really but there's a chance we'll have one or two more so maybe Mito's like a big time three-point shooter before he gets going um try to think of what else I wrote down early in this episode the master's check-in number I would not want 77 at all I don't want any high 70s we have a correction on that though okay go ahead he told a good story about getting there and it's you know an order of registration but if you are the previous year's winner number one is reserved for you right, so you can get right. there late and you still get number one um, but okay. Yeah. What number would you want? You wouldn't want 77. No, I'm, I'm not extremely superstitious on the golf course, but I don't play fives. Like I don't play Tylus okay. fives. I play twos or threes. I've just done that since I was a kid. And also, I mean, you can't really get fives in a regular box of balls. You have to get the alternative number ones, right? Five, six, mm-hmm. sevens, and eights. So I'm not playing fives. I'm not using 77 or 78 as my master's number. I mean, I'm going to look something either in the teens, more like a quarterback number, you know, maybe I'm yeah. going to do like a, an eight, nine, 10, my number growing up was 11. So I could be into that. Anything in, in the teens as well would play for me, but into those seventies, I would be out. I guess you couldn't really wait around until maybe you waited for number 90, but those are too close to golf scores. Like I don't want 77 just looming around my four days at Augusta national. Yeah. That, well, you know what? If I got to play Augusta national, I would take any number. You'd be in but on it. I, yeah. <laughs> same. Actually same for me too. It is cool that he said, you know, guys will, check in and be like, Oh, I'll come back in an hour. But I also, something that stuck out to me was just how kind Tony was to everyone. You know, he's friendly with the security guy at the gate. He's friendly when he walks in, he cares to talk to whoever. It doesn't matter if you're Tiger Woods or you're the security, again, the security guy checking you in. He's so kind to everyone, which says a lot about his character. I think just to be so friendly. I also loved the part where he said he parked in the empty lot. didn't realize it was a past champions lot, but I did, like I said, I'll be back next year, which hasn't happened yet, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, might take a couple of years, but hopefully gets a spot in there. Um, I I was back on this episode. I I made a, I made a triumphant return. Um, I, uh, I got, I got, I got a decent amount of play around tiger and Tony. That was always fun. I, uh, again, so much focus on Tony. We got a little bit of that glimpse into the Morikawa world. And, you know, how much he, he puts majors ahead of everything else and obviously winning two. I love that he said, I, I haven't won one since 2021. And this was filmed <laughs> in 2022, you know, and you're like, Rory's not going to like that. It hadn't even been, it hadn't even been a year. And you're also <laughs> already going, I need another one. But the, they did a great job of laying out all that happened on the 18th there on Sunday with Rory holding out for 64. And if people didn't know exactly what was going on, 
Rory was making an outside push at catching mm-hmm. Scotty. You know, I, I think he made par on 15. He really needed to make birdie there at the par five. But of course, he holds that crazy bunker shot out on 18. And then Morikawa does the same. And then the Morikawa explanation for Rory, where he said his arms went in so many directions. I didn't know arms went. And I think somebody on Twitter at the time, Claire, maybe you remember this, but somebody said Rory looked like those flapping wind people you have outside like oh. the oil change spot, yep. you know, where like the wind blows you in all different directions. And I, I was reminded of that tweet uh, from the masters in 2022, but just remembering one of the great moments from the year last year, that is easy to forget because it didn't lead to a winner was, right. was a great watch and, and a great time to go back in time. I remember you and I also kind of recapped the masters and we were saying, you know, it's clear he spent a lot of time around a toddler because yes, little just, kids are kind of just all over the place. Um, <laughs> another thing I found interesting was if you put Finau and Morikawa and say, tell me about their differences, I'm not really thinking that much about it. They're just kind of whatever. I like them both. But what really set them apart, I think, here was Colin saying, you know, the biggest thing is taking care of myself. I think being selfish is a good thing. And then Finau is, has six other people with him on the road. And Finau, uh, Morikawa said he, you know, it was, he said he gave him like angsty chills to even think about that. And Finau is, I mean, Finau's not old, but Morikawa is just in a totally different spot in his life right now. He just got married. He's traveling with his wife and his dog and that's it. So they are, you know, it made me kind of think about how much you might have to change as a person as you get older while playing golf because kids come into the picture. I, I will say uh, of all the episodes, and again, I mean, we as human beings typically listen or read or watch something you think about your own experiences right mm-hmm. and, you know I, I saw myself as Colin early in my career where work was everything and on the road all the time and you know you're just obsessed with growing and, and improving and getting more opportunity and getting this broadcasting gig or writing for this outlet and things like that and then I remember you know I remember in 2019 when we had Henry and as you know, the baby starts to smile and be interactive and, and wants you and wants you to pick him up and then starts talking. And all you think about is how m- much more you want to be at home and how much mm-hmm. more you want to be around these kids. And obviously, you know, I don't have the financial abilities to travel around with my kids and family all the time. So when I'm on the road, most of the time, Sydney and the kids are at home and how my interest in life has switched so much to wanting to be at home versus wanting to be chasing things on the road because I want to be around my kids and I want to watch them in these formidable years. And so I saw myself as the early calling guy where the only thing that matters is winning, right? Whatever you're doing in your respective life, you want to win at, and then you get older and you are all, all of a sudden the least important person in your life. And you want it to be that way because all you're wanting to do is provide for your family, but family is first and foremost over everything else. And if that means maybe not carried as much about work, that's okay. And Americans mm-hmm. struggle with that. Like, especially I feel like men feel like, oh man, I got to keep grinding and driving and, and, and chasing this carrot of, of work and, and success. And, and I, it's waned for me a bit over the last couple of years, because again, my interest lies at home being around these two lovely kids and this wonderful, powerful wife of mine, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I was going to say, I totally get that. I don't, I don't have kids, <laughs> but I do think right now I'm in the Morikawa phase of life, right. right? I'm not married. I, I, my goal this year was to say yes to as many things as I could, because I used to kind of shy away from being on the road for too long, but right now I can, and it works out, but I do know like in the back of my head, okay, it's not always going to be this way. I'm going to, 
I don't know. And even last week, I'm FaceTiming my 10-year-old sister from the media center and I'm showing her off the way I think parents do with the kid because it's just fun to see, you know? So I don't know. I really love this episode. And I, yeah, as my, I did love the Joel and Gina one, but this one felt like cheaper by the dozen to me. So this is why it was my favorite one so far. Uh, a couple things that just stood out to me on the episode, mm-hmm. uh, Tony filming Tiger at the open as Tiger came up 18. I never seen that footage before. I don't know if mm-hmm. anybody caught anything like that, but I just thought that that was a special moment. And, you know, again, lives on his phone. He's not posting it probably on he Instagram. He can't post it. Can't post oh, that. Tor will come after you. Nice. Well, Even it, they'd yell at they'd yell at Tony. You think they'd get mad at Tony no, for probably that? Probably not. But I didn't like that they showed the tiger thing because I was like, I cried the first time I saw this. Don't show it to me again. <laughs> I can't deal with this emotion again. <laughs> um, going up eighteen. I loved Tony's shirt. You know, Tony gets a lot of flack for his outfits. His his shirt is he's filming that thing. Awesome. And I mean, I've mm-hmm. also been a defender of Tony Finau's style, but yes. I loved his polo there. I thought it looked great. I agree. Anything else that you want to say? I liked the kind of Adidas meeting that yes. Colin had because it kind of felt like he was the king and all of the employees are waiting to see if he likes his breakfast or not. And their day is going to revolve around that. But I do respect him speaking up about it because I'm the kind of person who would just say, yeah, that's fine. That and then great. I'd be out on the course wearing it and I would feel horrible about myself. Not that I didn't have a problem with the outfit, but things like that, I would say yes and feel horrible. Um, I respect that he spoke up for himself, even if it came off a little awkward. Um, I don't know when you're young and you have all these, those people, their employees are older and they're the fashion people. It's hard to look at them and say, no, I'm not doing this. So I liked that a lot. What about you? Anything else? Yeah. That, that, that whole thing about, you know, that, that's not really my style. That's your style. I, I, I have that in segments as well, but, um, that was, you know, something I learned of this episode was, I knew that, you know, players basically have their major championship outfits laid out for them and then everything else they basically pick themselves. And I didn't realize there was that much input on what you couldn't or couldn't pick for those major outfits. So I mm-hmm. thought that that was interesting and enlightening that you literally have a meeting for what somebody like Colin Morikawa is going to wear at these big, big, big golf tournaments. And you could say, I don't like Olive with the shirt. And, and you know what? They might still pair it together or they might not, but I just, I never realized that was a part of, of the experience. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked that. And then one last special moment that I loved was when, is it the world junior championships Yeah, that, you know, it's hurting Tony to be at the open because he wants to be there for his son so bad. And he's FaceTiming from the St. Andrews hotel He's like, oh, his attitude kind of lost that. I don't like to hear that. It's just still so involved, even though he's so far away. I thought that was a really cool way to show it. Yeah, always a dad, no matter if you're a thousand miles away or two feet away, always a dad. And he is definitely a dad. Um, the whole speech about his mom, you know, we haven't really seen that side of, of Tony. He's he's a happy guy. He speaks, you know, passionately about his family and his craft. And that's what we've seen, but him getting emotional and talking about his mom, I mentioned, I didn't really know that story. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I just thought, I thought it opened up a door of Tony Finau that maybe even you and I who cover the sport on a week to week basis don't see really, if we've ever yeah. seen that from Tony Finau, a thing um, I, I will say this and I do the same thing, but I wonder why people and specifically guys say, sorry, when you cry, you know, like you're like, sorry. And it's like, no, 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 you're, you don't have to say you're sorry. Crying is a normal part of life, and it's something we probably should do more. There is no sorry needed ever for tears, either if they're 
something that's making you sad or making you happy. Tears are tears and they're okay. I'm the exact same way though. Like, of sorry. course, so I know you're like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I'm saying we don't have to say I'm sorry. It's <laughs> no, the same don't. thing as you don't have to say God bless you. I don't need a God bless you for any sneeze the rest of my life. We're good. You're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. But my biggest takeaway, I would say, is that I want to go hang out with the females. Agreed. Like, invite me over for dinner. Invite me to a cookout. Lena, if you're watching this, let's walk 18 holes together. I think you're awesome. Claire is throwing it out there. The gauntlet has been set. Claire will walk 18. You can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about golf. Yeah. We can talk about anything. That's fine. Yeah. Before we get to segments, just one of the last things that stood out to me was the quote Tony said, a winner's just a loser that never gave up. I feel like that could go on walls. I thought that yep. was really, really good. I think it speaks a bit to what Tony has gone through throughout his career where Tony has felt like at times, and he spoke on it, a quote-unquote loser, and then all of a sudden he wins back-to-back, and I think the way we've thought about Tony has changed a bit over that Mm -hmm. two-week stretch. Even if they were quote-unquote lesser events, winning back-to-back is very, very hard. Winning on the PGA Tours we've talked about on this podcast, very, very hard. So I I just – I thought the – the quote was great. I feel like we're probably going to have the same thing on segments here for winner of the episode, Claire. Female fam. Female fam. And if you're not following female fresh on Instagram, take a moment. What, is, what does that it. do? I'm not. What is, what is that about? Uh, the female family Instagram. It's, it's female fresh? Yes. Okay. We've got, right I think Elena runs it. But okay, it's in. more just family, day-to-day stuff. And follow Lena on TikTok because she's hilarious. And she shows, she'll be like, oh, I had to sprint to the course this morning. It was one mile, but we're just going to chalk it up and say it was a four-mile run. Like, she's very funny. I really like her. Is she, where is she on your power rankings of PJ Tour wives slash girlfriends? Is she high? Yes. She is she, is like, top in, three? She's in my, like, cute, nice girl list. But okay. I have tears. I don't want to say tears because they're not ranked, but they're just in little, what is, what are they called um, at the Ryder cup? Pods, groups. Pods. <laughs> you have different pods. And she's, she's with um, Lacey Homa, <laughs> okay. Annie Speed, just these wholesome, nice girls that I want to hang out with. Uh, like, is there a, is there a, a pod where you feel like you would be like legitimately have a chance to be friends with these people? If oh yeah. You... That's, that's the pod. Okay. That's the pod. I call them the nice girls you would bring home to mom. I think oh. is what the pot is called. Not saying I'm a nice girl, but. Is this on like a notes app that you have? Yeah, I'll share it to you offline. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I want to see this. I'm very, very interested in this. I didn't, I didn't know you, this was written down. Um, so who's the top? Do you, do you, I mean, if you could mention a couple other lists just to say who's the top them. Um, uh, do you have, have like. Ex- excessively hot wives. Okay. Paulina, That's like Paulina, Jenna. Jenna. Nick. Uh, pa- Patrick Kelly's fiance. Not this is yeah. not to say they're not great people, but this is kind of how. That's okay. We 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 know we're following you along. Yeah, they're potted together. And then I did this kind of before um, live. I also did who I think the best moms are. So there's an overlap. Lena's in that one. I think Diane Donald is probably a really good mom. I follow her on Instagram. This is not a slash the the other moms, but there are a handful of them that I have. So I'll send them your way. I I need need to see this list. This is amazing. Um, My winner was the uh, Tony Finau family and his wife and his dad. I loved everything. Um, My loser, because there wasn't a lot of losing on this episode, but I, I think I've got a strong case for a loser this episode. Okay. So it's the case for the Claret Jug. So let me, let me just, let me just tell you this. I don't know how closely you follow other sports, you know, like the NBA 
trophy comes mm-hmm. in like Louis Vuitton like luggage packaging. Yeah. It is a Louis Vuitton brick and they open it and the trophy comes out of it. This thing looked like what you wheel up if you're setting up for a concert at a random <laughs> venue and then you're leaving. Look, can we improve yeah. this? Can we get this gold. is an opportunity, great opportunity to sell this and brand this out to some company that'll pay. But let's make this a little bit nicer. This guy wins the claret jug and he's got to roll it around like there's a trumpet in it. Like you're you're taking your school instrument home at, at, at the holiday break. Like, come on, we yeah. can do better. It needs to be like the claret jug presented by Hermes or yes, something. Exactly. They, like, come on, <laughs> somebody out there, one of these rich companies. Let's 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 bump this up Step a little bit. Yeah, this like you could see stickers being put on that box that the Claret Jugs in, like band stickers or you know like random like local microbrew stickers. That's what I feel like should be on that type of case. Yeah, or the when you get your Apple laptop and they put those stickers in, <laughs> every kid in high school would throw it on. So my loser was not actually a loser; it was just a moment that kind of broke my heart. Okay, it made me sad when Lena said maybe we're a little bit too much for him when she wasn't sure if the traveling on the road was working out, and it made me sad that she was sec. I get that she why she was second guessing it, but I'm sad that she was because I think she brings. I think they all bring so much happiness and positivity to his life. So it made me sad that she was thinking yeah. that way. I mean, if if you if you really talk to pro golfers like offline about week to week business, you're on the road. Every one of them will tell you how lonely it is. And it's not yeah. necessarily sad lonely. It's just you're alone. You know, you're traveling. Mm-hmm. You go to the golf course. You get stretched out. You get a massage. You hit balls. You warm up. You play nine holes of a practice round. All that takes four, five, six hours, which isn't even a full work day in terms of what a quote-unquote normal work day would look like. Obviously, normal work day, not, you know, watching Netflix and having to react to it like we're <laughs> doing today. But, you know, I mean, a, a nine-to-five, if you will, and then you just basically go back to a rental home or a hotel. And if you're not sharing it with another player or your family's not on the road with you, you're basically stuck watching TV or reading a book or scrolling on your phone. And I had yeah. Justin saw on this podcast late in 2022, and he said he really fell into a funk because he just would lay in his hotel room all day long. And so I know that she might say that about being on the road and feeling like you're too much, but I can guarantee you the loneliest week of Tony Finau's year was being at the open and not having the family around because when your family's there, your wife's there, your girlfriend's there, whoever the case may be, it's going to make that better because you've got so much free time away from golf to just consume. Yeah. And I think we saw with Brooks, like mental wellness is so important in golf and what's happening off the course is keeping him really happy, having them on the road there. So it was good. Um, Any weird things you noticed? I already said kind of what I noticed was Tony just being so polite to everyone he interacted with. And then the badge explanation where it actually starts with number two, not number one. Yeah. The the weirdest thing for me was just the car parking situation around that basketball hoop. It's like (laughs) whoever had that whole setup. It's like, it's, I know it's in the parking lot, but either set it up at the very end in the last parking spot, give yourself a little bit of an opportunity, or they could have moved it a little bit deeper and turned it. But mm-hmm. like even good shots are going to hit that car. That just seemed like yeah. an awful, either awful place to park or an awful basketball court setup. And if somebody needs me to come in there and figure it out, happy to do so. I'll draw you a picture, maybe a better setup there. But uh, again, I don't know if that was like the Adidas office, but they need to do better with that basketball goal. It is such a pain though, when you want to shoot hoops and there are cars around 
it's like do we have them move it or should we just hope for the best and you know what these are nice cards if it hits it it hits (laughs) should we should we not do that um uh something i learned um i i mentioned that i knew players had that much input on their actual outfits for major Mm -hmm. weeks but i didn't know there was actual meeting obviously colin morcow was a big deal so maybe not everybody um has a meeting did you learn anything on this episode claire yeah you mentioned it earlier he wears green to honor his mother um, is that every Sunday? I have to admit, I haven't paid much attention to like his Sunday specific outfits. I'll have to go back on Getty. I I'm assuming that's an every Sunday thing, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that either, but I'm with you. We'll go back on Getty and, uh, and check that out. Claire, how, how much this is, this is like a, this is a part of my life I went through. How much time are you spending on Getty a day? Too much time. Have I, told I used you this? to be, I used to be on all the time, Claire, all the time. When I am extremely overwhelmed and stressed. I go to Getty and I type in Tiger Woods. There's like 4,000 pages of photos of him. I go to the back and I go backwards. And I, you see photos you've never seen. And yep. they're just so great. I love looking at Getty images. I, and selfish, this is so like selfish of me. When I'm on site, I am going in saying, am I in the back of any of these photos? Uh, <laughs> yeah, see if you see if you got a little, tell you, just, just sneak in the back of a photo. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and you're never listed though. You know, that's the problem as a journalist oh, no. is that's not, you're not in the notes of the Getty image, even um, if you're in there golf thing that needs more explanation. So there are definitely tiers in golf for golf tournaments yes. and the majors, there's four majors a year on the men's side of golf. They're obviously the biggest things you heard Morikawa talk about it in terms of what these players are playing for money's great. A lot of the top players are playing for a legacy. That's what comes with winning major championships and then a step down. And this has changed in 2023. There are now elevated events. These are all the big name players are going to be there. Money's larger. The fields are a little bit smaller. You know, those are things like the waste management and Riviera. Um, Those are big, big events. And then there's Mm -hmm. maybe a tier down, which is kind of what Tony talked about when he won at the 3M is in the rocket mortgage was these aren't going to have all of the best players in them. They're going to have some of the best players in them. Uh, but still, again, as we've said, very hard to win. And so there are definitely tiers to winning. And if you were confused at what Tony was talking about with, you know, some of the events he won and why people still might have trash talking about who he is in terms of a professional golfer, that's what it is, is there's definitely tiers to what a golf tournament is about. Right. And they said strength of field. I don't think they defined what that was. I don't know. Is that something anyone could put together? I don't know. It just yeah. means. Yeah. If you ever want to find out strength of field, go to, um, you can go to the OWGR site. They have all the strength <laughs> of field stats on the side. Um, data golf also breaks all that stuff down. If you want to get super analytical and nerdy data golf is awesome. By the way, I go to that website a little too much as well, but yeah, strength of field, just basically take into account who's in the field and who's playing. Yes. And then another thing I thought needed more explanation, they obviously shed light on the Rory and Colin shots on 18 at Augusta, but I don't know if non-golfers know how insane that is oh because gosh. I think people who don't has, haven't swung a golf club don't realize how hard it is. If they go to the range to even make contact with the ball, never mind, get it in the air. Cause it, they play so well that it makes you think that the sport is easy and it is not. So for that to ha- I would love if them if they said the odds of that happening were one in seventy five zillion or something. Because- well, I mean, back to back from that bunker, like nobody, yeah. hey, nobody hits yeah, yeah, it in yeah. that bunker. But I mean, to hit right. it in that bunker and for them both to hold it out and the way they did, God, what a what a moment! I, you know, it's it's almost hard to believe that was a year ago, right? Like that feels like it was a long time ago. Um, uh, something I learned was, uh, you know, having his first child the day after your mother tragically passes away, it was just. 
I, I didn't know that. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what that must have been like um, for Tony. That's just, I mean, you talk about two absolutely different emotions. I mean, I thought that was incredible to listen to and so heavy. Um, did you did you learn anything else from this episode specifically? Yeah, well, more on that. I was really happy that they had some old video of her watching on the course because yeah. Tony obviously loved her, loves her so much that it, I felt like we were lucky to kind of get to look at her because that put a lot more context to it. Let's see what else. Um, the mattress in the garage, I had no idea. I kind of just thought everybody went to a local range, these guys to grow up. You, you never you've never done the you never done the mattress in the hotel room, then Claire. You never no. never done that. Oh no. That was a big high school thing. <laughs> oh oh yeah, well, you flip the mattress up and you hit balls yeah, yeah. into the mattress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big we junior like golf a high net. school thing. We had a net in the garage, but um the garage was kind of low, so you could only take half swings. Every once in a while you'd forget and go all the way back and it would smoked hit the, something as a ceiling. <laughs> Is that garage okay? I guess not. We moved. Um, Who knows? That's, that's right. That's right. I wonder if those dents are still there, like the dents yeah. in the Finau, uh garage door. Um, something you changed your mind on. Do you change your mind on anything? Um, again, sorry, I've already kind of said this. Morikawa's willingness to speak up. I don't think that was easy, probably, especially as someone who seems like he's pretty agreeable and easygoing as far as dealing with media and stuff goes. So respected him. I wish we saw a little more cat, um, his fiance or wife now, but that was kind of it. What about you? Yeah. I, I was going to say that I, I wanted, I wanted to change my mind on the rocket mortgage trophy. And I feel like <laughs> I was a little bit confused at what it looked, you know, it's the one with the green or the yeah. red T and red, the big yeah. circle thing. Um, I, I think, I think I initially wasn't a big fan of it. And then yeah. when I saw it compared to the 3M trophy, which no offense to 3M, it looks like something you'd win if you won like longest drive at your KPMG, you know, scramble or something. I, I think I've changed a bit on what I feel, what I think the three, the rocket mortgage trophy is because initially I thought it was a bit hideous and I think I've changed my mind. It's at least unique. And I think that's what yeah. I'm looking for in a trophy. Be unique. Hey, everybody out there that hosts a golf tournament, we don't need the crystal, like the little crystal trophy. No, out, get creative, have an animal on it, have a tree on it, the something animal. distinctive and unique or anything like that. That's what we're looking for in a trophy. But I want to be able to look in a trophy case and go, oh, there, okay, that's the Masters. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, okay, that's the 3M. Oh, okay, that, you know, like that's the FedEx Cup. Like you kind of know what those are. And I feel like uh, I've flipped a little bit on what the Rocket Mortgage Trophy is about. Yeah, I like that take a lot. I was not paying as much attention to the trophy. What's the trophy where it is that animal? Uh, Victor Hovland won it. Like, Well, there, I mean, there's, well, all of the Victor Hovland's wins are like almost basically <laughs> international wins. So you just have to go to like, is it, is it the, is the Mayakoba or yeah. something like that? Um, I, yeah, I was trying to think of like, what is my favorite trophy? And I do think the Tory trophy's great. It's got kind of the trees in it. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. Obviously, all the major trophies are great. Uh, we didn't touch on this in episode five, but uh, when Fitzpatrick kind of bumped the U.S. Open trophy, he was like walking yeah. back to the thing. Yeah, I think Tom Watson was the one that dropped the Claret Jug years ago and Bennett, by the way, that's a good Getty Image uh, deep dive. Go on Getty okay. Images and look up Broken Claret Jug or Tom Watson Claret Jug, and you'll see kind of the, the dented Claret Jug um, from that year. But I do think there's probably a power ranking of modern golf trophies, Claire, that's uh, that's at some point an off-season post for you. Well, I also was wondering if maybe we should hop on a pot, another podcast and rank them all. Yeah, let's do it. Do it ever okay. do we you know what we could do is we could categorize it. We could do would not put yeah. in our house, 
you know, would have when you walked in like the foyer, when you walk in the house, you'd see it. Would you have it in the Brooks Kepka? you know, I only had the majors here, whatever the hell he said about his trophy yeah. case. And, um, you know, would it look good in your bathroom? And those will be like the four or five <laughs> categories. Perfect. And then my last thing was going to be, what do you think average golf fans are going to get out of this? I, I would just say much like the Joel Damon one, I think average golf fans are going to be Tony Finau fans. And so I think when you have got, we've now gone through six episodes of this, we have two mm -hmm. left to go through, you know, like some of these guys are so famous, it's hard to attract new fans, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it inevitably happens with young people, but attracting new fans is hard. It's not going to be hard to watch this and want to go root for Tony Finau. Yeah, it's going to be, I just said kind of the same thing with uh, Joel, the chance to get to know and therefore love Tony Finau. Um, and then driving, you know, I just drive in the big van all the time. I just, I, I mean, driving a, a really large van, um, as a professional golfer, that's making millions and millions of dollars. I'm assuming the average fans probably think the vehicles are a little more red and a little yeah. faster. And the fact that the females are like, no, 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 we jump in this bad boy. I, uh, I just, again, I'm glowing and I'm pumped about the female family. I just think they've, they've won this series at this point. Me too. And I want to hang out with them. I think they are just the most fun I loved. We can't just ignore the moment when they were making the posters um, when so he cute. was coming home after winning two. And it was like his grandmother, she had just turned 89, I think. And she said, this is only a fraction of all the family who's coming. And it's just, they're just normal. It felt like when a kid won their senior basketball game and they're all right. going around, they, I, you can tell that they celebrate the little things as if they're big things. And then that was a big thing and they celebrated accordingly. So yeah, back to back was very cool. That was it. That was episode six of Full Swing. Don't get bitter, get better. Full Swing tonight with Get a Grip and Scratch. Big shout out to our friends at Scratch for helping us with this series. Make sure you check it out. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can watch us do this on YouTube. If you go to the Scratch YouTube page and a shout out to Claire Rogers for being so awesome all the time on these recap episodes. Make sure you check out all of her writing at golf.com. Check out everything golf.com does. They do a great job and follow her on social media at Claire. Rogers, I'm sure she'll send out multiple TikTok follows as well in and around any of the wives uh, of, of yes. these players that we get to watch um, and read the Rogers report, which Claire does weekly at golf.com. That is a great read. Always entertaining. We'll be back for episode seven. So uh, stick around for that. And uh, like I said, shout out to everybody involved with this. It's been a lot of fun so far.